got the knowledge on deck. Everything you need to know, it's on check. Say yes. Based in Georgia, and we hoping that you tune in. Learn together, we can do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Coach Bear Farm Podcast. I'm your host, Dejan Yervi, and I'm coming to you live straight out of Georgia, Athens, Georgia. Technically, this is not live. I recorded this another day, but it's live to me. So today, we're going to talk more about farmers markets again. we kind of been doing this little mini-series on farmers markets. The first one we talked about was um, how to find the right farmers market. The second one was talking more about how to be successful at a farmer's market. Now we're finna get into all the benefits from being at a farmer's market. So there's thousands of benefits from being at a farmer's market, but I'm just gonna hit a few. So when you go to a farmer's market, it's very community heavy. And that's something that we all need to be successful in our own business. So with that huge community heavy aspect of a farmer's market, one thing that's really cool is, is that we are able to build our own clientele at the farmer's markets. So when we go to a farmer's market, we get to meet new people that we've never seen before, and we can add those people to our clientele list. And our clientele list is people that we will probably sell to even if we're not at the farmer's markets. So say that you're going to have a CSA or you're planning on doing a CSA you can build up your clientele list through the farmer's market, build those relationships, and then sell to those people through other outlets. So that's one benefit of being at the farmer's market. Also, getting your name out there. A lot of us, if we're just starting off and it's brand new, and we really don't know the area, we really don't know who the people are, going to the farmer's market and meeting the community is very, is very good for us because it's allows us to get our name out there. We can tell the people who we are. We can pitch them our stories. We can meet more people and just get our name out there in general. So that's one really good benefit of being at a farmer's market. Another one is getting noticed. So you never know who's going to be at the farmer's market. It could be a news reporter, uh, influencer, a, a chef, a business manager, some super high profile ag professor. You never know who's gonna be at the farmer's market on any given Saturday. So getting noticed is very important too because it just takes one Saturday for somebody who's very high up on the ladder or up in the food chain, if you wanna call it that, to notice you and say, hey, you have really good stuff. We want you, we wanna feature you in something or we wanna buy more of your stuff or we're gonna tell more of our more of our friends who you are, and that goes right back into building your clientele list. So getting noticed is a huge thing too. And then the last benefit that I can really think of is all of the possible opportunities that you will have at the farmer's market. If you go to the farmer's market and the farmer's market can see that you are uh, committed to them and the community, they might ask you to do more, more stuff involving the farmer's market. So they might ask you to come on their board. They may feature you more. They may um, do more programs and they might ask you to do the program before anybody else does it. There's all these different opportunities for you at the farmer's market. And if you're truly committed and you're there every week, these people will say, hey, we're gonna feature this person more. We're going to um, endorse them more. We're gonna sponsor them more. And that again will lead into you getting noticed, getting your name out there, and building up your clientele list. So those are the few benefits that I have 
for being at a farmer's market. There's thousands and millions and billions and trillions of other different reasons of why you should go to a farmer's market and set up and be a vendor there. But these are the few benefits that I really highlight when I go to a farmer's market. So now we got that done. Let's go on over to the ass cozy portion of the show. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Heartsong Herbs. Heartsong Herbs is a farm and apothecary based in Athens, Georgia. They are proudly part of a growing movement of regenerative agriculture farming that prioritizes soil health to grow beyond organic. Founder Dana Nevins produces herbal tinctures and beauty care products with the vigor and potency of plants found as they grow in the wild right outside of her door. This high quality herbal medicine is available in two ounce formulas that aid in everything from immune support to anxiety relief. Find Heartsong Herbs at various Athens retailers or online at www.heartsongherbs.com. That is www.heartsongherbs.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Recipe for Press. If your company wants to engage today's influencers and inspire them to write about you, then you need Recipe for Press. Athens-based communication advisor and author Amy Fleury helps entrepreneurs across the country demystify the process of pitching their story and creating a buzz. Her book, Recipe for Press, is the DIY PR guide to being your own publicist, and it's truly empowered me and so many other local companies to get their customer base by sharing their stories. Listeners today get a 20% discount with the code COZY when they order Amy's book or any of her products in recipe for press store found on www.amyflurry.com. Again, that's a 20% discount with the code COZY when you order Amy's book or any of her products and recipe for press store found on www.amyflurry.com. All right. So this time we only got one question this week. Um, every Sunday we leave up a post where you can leave your questions for me to answer on Tuesday episode of the show. First question that we got, the only question that we got, it's not the only question, but it's the best question, is from one of my good friends. They said, Hey Dejan, I've bought seeds for my I bought seeds for my fall garden, but I'm not sure one when to start the seeds inside and two when to plant these transplants and also seed out into the field. I'm growing for the fall radishes, carrots, beets, sprouting broccoli, mini cabbages. She's gonna grow them really close together so that they grow small. Lettuce, peas, and kale. Thanks. All right, so if you're gonna send me in questions like this, again, please let me know where you're coming from. And, I'm, and what I mean by where you're coming from, what region you're growing in. I know this person, so I know exactly where they're at. But in the future, if you live in Texas, please let me know that you live in Texas. Or if you live in Wyoming, please let me know that you live in Wyoming so that I can get a better understanding of your climate. So for here in Georgia, our falls are really short. We're starting to get into that pattern of we're going to have short springs, short falls, really long summers and really long winters. So our fall is pretty short. But for this question for you and for anybody else who's thinking of doing this stuff, I would start my transplants 
And for her, her transplants would be the broccoli, the cabbages, the kale, and the peas. I would start those in August, and then I would plant them outside probably the second to last week of September. Now, most people say, hey, transplants only take like four weeks to grow in your greenhouse, and you can take them outside. I don't believe in that. I believe in giving them the full amount of time to grow in those trays and for their roots to establish, and then take them outside and plant them. So I would do it that way. Most of these things take 60 days to grow. So if you plant them that second to last week of September, you'll probably have them by November. And in November, you kind of want them by November because guess what happens in November? Thanksgiving. And that's probably one of the biggest sale days for us farmers, especially if you're a produce person. Um, for your other stuff, the beets, the radishes and the carrots, I would definitely plant those each one is very different. So the radishes, they take 21 days to grow. They're super quick. And you need to do successions with those. So if it's me, I would plant the radishes um, a week before I would need them. So they take 21 days. That's three weeks. Say it's the start of September and you need these radishes by the first week of October. I would start the radishes the first week of September they will be ready by the third week of September. Then you will have that one by week of them just sitting in the ground. They're not going to get too big. And then you can sell them that first week of October. So I would do it that way for radishes. And then just continue the successions with that. And for those, I would, the minute you put them in the ground and they start to sprout, then start your next succession. The carrots. Carrots are tricky because you're going to kind of want those carrots to be overwinter too. So I would go ahead and plant all of your carrots that first week of September. You're going to have to give them a ton of water because they're going to need a crap ton of water for the first two, for the first 14 days. They're going to have to be watered a lot and then they'll start to germinate. And then depending on what kind of carrots you got, you got some carrots, they only take 55 days. You got some carrots that take 80 days. Depending on which kind of carriers you have, they will be ready before that Thanksgiving crowd comes through. So I will plant all of my carrots then. And then I will plant all of my carrots too, because since they take so long to germinate, once it starts to get cold, and if they're if they're fully mature in the ground, and if it gets so cold where the ground temperature gets a little bit cold, the carrots will stop growing and you can overwinter them or sell them through the winter. So that's a little trick for God, for you guys, like for you guys. And I'll probably talk about that more um, in another podcast with the beets, the beets. Some people, there's been a the, the debate of, should we put our beets in the ground or start them in transplants? I have done trying to start them in the ground and I've also done the transplants. For me, I would transplant my beets and for the beets, I would just start them the same time as I would the other transplants with the broccoli and the kale and the cabbages. I would start them then. They're going to be done a little bit quicker. So I would plant them in the ground as fast as, fast as possible when they're ready. And you will know when they're ready. When you're pulling them out the tray and the roots are not established, they're going to break apart. So plant them when they're ready as soon as possible as they're ready because you don't want them to stay in the tray for too long and then they actually start to perform they actually start to form the head in the tray. You don't want that to happen. So you kind of want to do it that way with the beets. But that's my opinion. I don't, I don't do the trans, I don't direct seed my beets. I do the transplants. There is a, it's a lot less um, stress on me 
when I know that I have beets that are going to go into the ground that are so tricky to germinate. The lettuce, the lettuce is kind of tough because our winters are cold and wet. So our lettuce really doesn't grow that well in the winter unless you have a hot ton of house or something like that. So with the lettuce, I'll just grow those as long as you can as the weather permits it. So I would start those um, in transplants uh, the third week of August because they only take two weeks before they're ready to go out into the ground, especially if you're using 125 cell trays. They only take about two weeks, put them out there in the ground, start your successions. And with those successions is basically plant the lettuce, start the next tray of lettuce. When that tray of lettuce is ready to be transplanted, transplant that, start your next set, and just keep going and going and going as long as the weather permits you. But hopefully that helped and hopefully I answered your question. Thank you guys for listening to the show. You can find me this Saturday at the Marigold Farmer's Market in Winterville, Georgia. Please hit that like and subscribe button. Thank you guys for listening. Cozy's out.